Why am I here? What is my purpose or who am I? I've been fortunate enough to be able to go into different parts of the world and regardless of language or culture, the number one most asked question has always been in some form of that. Identity. Specifically, individual identity or knowing who I am. Knowing who you are as an individual, I truly believe it's one of the biggest issues we have as humans, if not the biggest. Certainly the most prevalent question. Something I have dealt with growing up and trying to understand who I was. Always trying to play chameleon. Trying to fit in everywhere, but not really fitting in anywhere. Only recently, within the past 15 or so years, have I really begun to understand that, who I am. I'm 52 now, so I'm not necessarily starting early. It's always easier looking back and seeing what you missed and how you could have done some things differently or better. If only I had known who I was then, I could have done that so much better said just about everybody. Today it seems to be far worse for young people who even struggle with the things like gender identity. I can't even begin to imagine the internal conflict of someone that is dealing with that. I remember years ago I studied some of the time of the Industrial Revolution in America to help me understand and to teach youth about their identity. How this time in our history or other times like this have contributed to the moral decay of our society and the breakdown of the traditional family unit. How it caused the man to go to work for 12 hours a day. And we began to send children to school every day, which meant they were being taught by others, which was originally meant for the fathers in the beginning to teach sons how to be men and women to teach their daughters how to be women and to help them find their identities and places in society. Now, not all of that was bad, but it did begin the breakdown, uh, I believe, of what the Creator had originally intended. Now we just seem to accept that broken families are normal and that sons and daughters being raised by, a lot of times, mothers only and out of desperation, even parents trying to still find their own identities, they expect the school system to teach them everything, including their identities. Now we have somewhat parentless children going off to many liberal universities who don't really know who they are and are being swayed in any way that they're taught, believing anything that seems intelligent and passionate. Even that it's okay not to know your own identity. Just go with how you feel at the time or even by popular opinion. Yeah, that'll work. Well, that doesn't work. It leads to loads of confusion. And when faced with reality, unidentified people turn to anything that makes them temporarily feel better about themselves, whoever they may be. Then it just gets worse for them because it doesn't 
fix their identity issue. My identity issues were fixed with purpose and the validity of purpose for my life. I began to find out who I was when I found out and accepted whose I was. My need for acceptance and approval and identity has all been established in the very one who created me. It makes perfect sense now. This God who I had given very little of my time or thought or anything to up to that point had all the answers to my questions and all the fulfillment for the voids I had in my life. When I saw and read and believed that he, this God of all creation, thought about me before he laid the foundations of the earth. That he knows everything there is to know about me and still loves me. Because like Psalm 139 says, he, he knit me together in my mother's womb. He formed me. He specifically gave me my desires. Now, he did utilize my parents for that, uh, but they didn't create me. He did. And he thought of everything. Thought Psalm 37, 4 says, He gives me the desires of that he placed inside me if I follow him. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says that he, God alone, knows the plans that he has for me. They're plans to prosper me and to give me a hope and a future. This God created me on purpose for a purpose. Identity. To take what he placed inside me as an individual, not like anyone else, and to live out that purpose for his glory in this earth. That is my purpose. So if you aren't sure of who you are or what your purpose is, ask the one who created you and place the, that purpose inside you. A life with your specific purpose is your identity. The only way to live a full life is to live a life of purpose. When you find that purpose, you will have found your identity. Thank you. I want to thank Tim for contributing this. And if you would like to hear his full story, um, it's a beautiful and very honest account of the life that um, he's lived. And you can find that in the Not a Victim um, archives. And we did a, sat down for about an hour, and that's a really um, great conversation. I want to back up what he um, said here. Uh, in a different way. His approach um, is sort of a poetic one. The idea that without the framework and worldview in which there is God, um, life does not have meaning. And in within the framework where there is a good God, life does have ultimate meaning. And that, that is sort of ground zero for ordering everything in your life the proper way. Um, and I agree with that completely, but I want to come at it from a different perspective. So I'm going to be reading from a um, a scientific uh, paper here, and this is the relationship between religion and meaning in life. Many studies have been conducted which repeatedly show that religion can be a powerful source of meaning in life. Religion can be defined as a search for meaning in ways related to the sacred. 
Despite the fact that the relationship between religion and meaning is intimate and complex, many people find in religious beliefs a sense of purpose, understanding, and psychological support. In the seminal book, The Psychology of Religion, an Empirical Approach, they state, The assumptions forming the fundamental framework for this book are that the search for meaning is of central importance to human functioning, and that religion is uniquely capable of helping in that search. Religious systems provide individuals with an integrative set of beliefs, goals, and meanings which can be used in explaining intricacies of the world and dealing with personal situations and problems. Analyzing religion as a provider of meaning, this book emphasizes four criteria by which religion is uniquely capable of providing global meaning. Comprehensiveness, accessibility, transcendence, and direct claims. First, religion is the most comprehensive of all meaning systems because it includes an extensive range of other sources of meaning such as social relationships, work, family, achievement, personal relationships, and important values. Religion is accessible to people in the sense of contributing to global meaning through promoting doctrinal teachings and creeds, religious educations, and ethical norms of acceptable and unacceptable behavior. That paper goes on um, for quite a while, but I wanted to read that to show the ways that there is coherence between the scientific and the religious. It's um, often thought that um, that there is a lot of contradiction between those two, but I do not believe that to be so. I believe both the um, corruption and arrogance of both sides um, are the th- only reason that there would be um, a conflict there. So, science is what and religion is why. And so, anytime people that um, have an ultimate belief in science pretend that it explains why um, they are sort of going outside of their domain and speaking in a way that is ultimately proved false. And people that are religious, if they pretend that um, religion has the answer to what as a description of reality, as a description of what something is, that also is proved wrong. sort of like science is the manual in the glove box of your car it explains in great detail and the farther human society goes the more um, comprehensive detail it can give us about what life is made out of and religion is the destination to which you would drive your car it is a meaningful place to drive your car to it is the destination that you want to be it is the why it is the why we live it is the why we exist and it is not ultimately concerned with the day-to-day small details of um, what reality is made out of Um, I believe there to be great harmony between the two because I believe God made them both now on to that One of my core reasons for believing in God is that I believe that believing in God is natural. I believe it is literally natural. I believe that to decide not to believe in God is like living with one eye on purpose. You can get by, but it is not the ideal. It is not natural. The atheist would go the other way and say that to believe in God is to add something where there is nothing. 
and I just don't believe that to be reflected in reality. I believe that reality reflects that when life goes best, that when people's life goes best, when people live with the most peace, with the most meaning, in the people's lives who have the most peace and the most meaning, that they do believe in God. And I think that is just a reflection of what reality is. That in reality, believing in God is natural. Now, perhaps you've been extremely hurt by people that believed in God or said to, and no doubt you have. Why is that? Belief in God creates a power vacuum. And that works like this. The core of believing in God is humility. The humility that there are things you do not know. And that there are things which cannot be known. Once you put yourself in that place of humility, this creates a power vacuum for a pastor or a leader to pretend to be all-knowing. And even if they start out well-intentioned, the more the power grows, the more the temptation of corruption grows as it does in all of us. I am not exempt from that either. So then, over time, perhaps they pretend to be sure of the things that no one can be sure of, to be absolute about the things that are eternal mysteries, and in so doing, mislead people or hurt people just to get off on the power trip that that is. I've been in many churches where I took the things the pastor was saying way, way more serious than he did. And I would literally lose sleep over things that I thought were contradictions that he was saying until years later to realize that he was just saying it because he sort of got off on the power of it. Again, I am not exempt from being um, corrupted by that temptation. No one is, least of all me. I am not. So how do you know that you're on the right track, that the person is on the right track that you are following. Well, for me, I think a simple way of knowing is that they quote other people. When the person you follow quotes other people, that means they read and take in and listen to other people, that they're still humble enough to accept other people into their idea, into their world, that they're still listening, that they're still learning. And that um, the more a person quotes others, the less corrupt they are likely to be because they're more open. Um, Switching gears a little bit, why do we need it at all? You might ask, why do we need religion at all? Taking all of um, the emotion out of it, here's a simple reason. According to Psychology Today, the average person makes 35,000 decisions every single day. If for no other reason, religion is necessary because in the course of today, you will make 35,000 decisions. And there is nothing outside of morality that can help you know what decisions to make. There's nothing in a cold, materialist, scientific framework that tells you what you ought to choose in those 35,000 decisions. Morality is something that we do not get to choose whether we participate in. Much like you do not choose whether you participate in gravity. It is a rule which we did not create and we cannot destroy. So we must deal with it. We cannot get rid of it. It will always be here, 
regardless of our beliefs. It is an absolute reality. So, what do we do? And how do we know what to believe? The way we know what to believe is by taking a long view of what their beliefs create. I think it is not a stretch to say that societies which are based on the Judeo-Christian worldview are the best societies. Now, they are not perfect because they have humans in them, but they are the best, and I think that is a reflection that those ideas are the best ideas. Dennis Prager once said, God is that who decides right and wrong. If God is that who decides right and wrong, then it is not an argument of whether he exists. It is only a discussion of what he is like. C.S. Lewis said, Theology is an experimental science. Now, I love this quote because when I was really losing my faith, I was really taking, like I said, taking some small details extremely seriously and zoning in on them, seeing their contradiction. And then when I felt the depth of what that contradiction meant, I started to lose my faith altogether. And a more healthy approach is to say, theology is an experimental science. There's about five very strong, <laughs> that's way more than five, but there is many, many uh, takes on every single big and complex issue within Christianity. And there are many, many strong arguments for each of those. And within that is the ongoing mystery and the ongoing um, intrigue of what it means to believe in God. That, that this is sort of like a never-ending well that all of human history will try to understand better and better. And I love that about it. So if there's something that you're caught up on when it comes to whether or not you believe in God, know that there are many opinions on that subject, and there are probably many very strong opinions on that subject. The thing to look out for is are you just looking for something that is self-serving, which is the heart of atheism, or are you really looking for a true answer? And if you are, there should be no fear in looking for that answer. Whenever there is fear about looking for truth, I believe we have gone astray. Because truth is self-evident. It does not need to be protected. It protects itself. It is self-evident. And so I think um, to be very open-minded at the same time, when you do find something that is evidently true, to have the courage to stand behind that and defend it and let anyone's argument come against it and let anyone say whatever they want, that the people that will do that are the people whose beliefs are most true because they do not shelter um, their opinions from all the other opinions. They are fine with you challenging anything and everything they say. But they also have the conviction that when they do find something to be reflected as true, as real, that they do not run from that because, let's say, it's unpopular. Um, so, in wrapping this up, belief in God, I in my opinion, is not only natural, but it is the way that life goes best. And then the last thing as to why God is essential and is the essential um, element in the foundation of identity is this. We live in a society which has killed off God for the convenience of immorality. Now this is an impulse which is in 
every single one of us. But before you just give in to nihilism and meaninglessness and the idea that nothing means anything, let's observe that the people that are pushing that are doing so because they just want the short-term thrill of that. They aren't really taking the other um, opinions seriously and really weighing if there could be a God. They're just seeing how it fits them short-term to think that everything is meaningless. And the hedonism that comes with that nihilism is a price that they will pay. They think the ability to do whatever they want is so advantageous to them in the moment that they will ignore the idea that ultimately, that long-term, it ends in death, it ends in destruction, that if you genuinely believe in nihilism, that nothing means anything, you will either not get out of bed or you'll kill yourself. That is its logical conclusion. And so I would say that is self-evidently false. It is self-evidently not useful. It is self-evidently wrong. And so as we all go through figuring out more uh, about our understanding of God and how that impacts our identity, do not be afraid and do not give up if you're wrestling with those things. Really look into people that have taken these ideas very seriously and uh, and if you are caught on something, um, keep looking. Don't give up. Don't stop looking. There is meaning to life. And so if you're stuck and you feel hopeless, don't give up. While I do believe that a belief in God is natural and self-evident, there's certainly part of it that is a choice. And I want to end on this quote by Emily Barrett Browning. Earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush a fire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. Only he who sees.